make well, it legal. I, 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 will, I will say this. The only reason why weed isn't legal now, I, I mean, just being cynical, is because of alcohol. Because in states where uh, marijuana has been legalized, alcohol sales have gone down a lot. Mm. You know? So basically, in the state of North Carolina... And then also, uh, not just alcohol sales, um, prescriptions for painkillers, because people are using marijuana instead of, like, opiates for, uh, for painkillers. So they don't want to lose that business, so they just, they just lobby a lot of these states to keep it illegal, you know, not to mention the fact that they use marijuana to fill private prisons, especially pack them full of uh, black right. and brown folks. So right. there's a lot of money in keeping weed illegal, but the humane thing to do is to make it uh, make it legal, and I don't even smoke. But I mean, it, all you gotta do is just look at the facts. You know, it's not like if weed becomes legal, I'm gonna start smoking because that's just not, it's just never been my thing. I'm not but, gonna start smoking. You know, I'm gonna start eating edibles. <laughs> but um, if you just look at the facts, and it's definitely more beneficial to make it legal than it, than to keep it illegal. So. Yeah, except for those whose businesses are gonna be cut. They're the only ones that's tripping. Yeah. Right. Well, it's always big fun and those other ones. This has been a, a, a very interesting week. I did get April fooled. <laughs> I'm not sure if oh, you guys man. saw the rest of the captive or the R. Kelly thing, but I did get April fooled, and you guys got April fooled as well. Well, about when they let him out. Yeah, I was like, this is some bullshit. I was like, I was seeing so much red that I couldn't even read the rest of the caption. Oh, shit, I thought that was real. I, feel like I thought so, too, because I was just like, yo, what the fuck is going on over there? And then I, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't even forgot it was April Fool's Day. My mom did try to get me, though. She tried to get me uh, talking about her stimulus check came through. I was like, no, ma'am, I watch the news. But no, definitely no way. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, it hit my account today. I was like, yeah, okay. On the first April Fool's Day, it came? Okay. I was like, that's that April Fool's shit. We got enough trickery going on. We don't need to fool ourselves. Yeah, right. I, I, didn't, I didn't even bother with April Fool's stuff this year. I'm like, this is, this is not the time for it. Me neither. That's what I said. But, yeah, here we are. So other than that, this week, it's been another week of work from home, trying to function. Um, I think I am going to try to use some of the advice my colleagues said uh, next week he's going to work from a different room of his house. I'm going to give that a try, too, and see if I can at least... Do you have, like, your office all, like, pristine, neat, and minimalized, and efficient? It's and quite a mess. It's actually the only room that's a mess. If I did a fucking FaceTime with y'all right now and showed you this office, y'all would probably commit me. You, you know, know they, they do say a cluttered mind is usually represented. This is definitely a representation of that today. Yeah, so you have to, if you I mean, clean it up, it probably will, that will probably change or yeah. at least help. So you should I clean up, I know seriously. I have the motivation to do it. I'm just a fucking mess. Mm. I mean, this whole situation has been brutal for everybody, but, you know, some more than others, you know. Yeah, just don't let it beat you. And like I said, it ain't the virus. It's just everything else around it, man. It's just, this world is just so strange. I mean, for me, it's not just what's going on. It's the resistance to 
change it. What's right. yeah. to, to do what's right. That's the thing that's been really getting me down is because you figure, oh, man, I'd be in so much trouble. First, I would kill some stupid people, and then I might just kill myself. It's just crazy. I'm so glad I don't want gun. And I was at the, I was gonna get a gun the other day, and that bitch was closed. The pawn shop wasn't doing anything. They was they finally shut that bitch down, and they they thought they was essential for so long, but the governor said, "Nah, fuck y'all, y'all don't count no more." So they finally had to shut that bitch down. But I had my eyes on this nine millimeter, and shit was sweet. <sighs> but I'm so glad it was closed that day. It was a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, you know, one thing. I mean, not trying to make light of it, but. They said one of the things with uh, with gun control, you know, making guns harder to get is because, unfortunately, gun suicides are usually the most successful. Yeah, no doubt. So they, so they do you know, find out. I was a marksman in the military, so I have a good sh- I'm a great shot. I know exactly what to do. <sighs> I was contemplating getting the gun, but not for that reason. We definitely need to, to talk and check on you because... Oh, no, I'm like good. I'm just talking shit. You know, I'm, 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 talk, I'm telling you the truth, but, yeah. Nah, but, yeah, you know, you're talking the enough, truth. Like, I, you can't hide it behind that. Place. I got enough skills in place to be okay. It's just, it's just the way I feel sometimes. I think we can, it's okay to feel bad sometimes, as long as we don't do anything. Nah, I don't know about that. I don't feel whatever you want to It is scary. It's a scary place to be. This is scary times. I just don't feel right. <sighs> It's like I don't have my connect. It's like you know we're so socially distant. It's like I think that's what's really hurting me. Is that it's well, not, I'm not able to put my hands on the people I want to put my hands on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, put it like this: we, I mean, even before the social distancing, we've already we've already been socially distant. You know? Yeah. And because for me, this whole social distancing thing for me is basically like, oh, it's it's just Tuesday for me. Ah, you're you an know? introvert. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm yeah, just like. I'm like, that's why I'm like, you know, my friends are going insane, and I'm like, I don't see the big deal about this. This is just like just, just like my normal days. <laughs> yeah, this is like my normal life, too, pretty much. I mean, I would go out and at least go, you know, run some errands and stuff and do other things, but this in-the-house thing is what I do. The only thing is this killing is the dis- kids because they do get to get out and go to school. Right, right. This is disrupting my normal, like on Mondays. I go to this thing called a scrap. No, no, no. On Tuesdays, I go to this thing called a scrap thrift exchange, and I just love going in there and looking at things, and sometimes buying things. I have to think about buying book bags, and um, laptop holders and stuff. Man, I just love going in that store. One time, I got a turntable from the old school. It was crazy, but that bitch is closed, so it's like my normal routine is cut out. And just like oh, and then on Thursdays, I like to go to GFC, which is better known as Goodwill. Just to check out what kind of things people might have turned in. I might get for a dollar, a dollar fifty, three dollars, whatever. Mm-hmm. That bitch is closed. They're not essential no more. So it's just like, oh, it's like my routine. It's like I do, I do therapy with such and such and such and such. Then I go to Goodwill. Then I do therapy with such and such and such and such. And so it's like that component that can't be calibrated is gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, my my Saturday rituals for the last few months have been going to uh, Outback. It's Outback mm-hmm. on the street for me. You know, I just go there and just get a little something to eat and just, you know, chat with people who may be, you know, around if, if they're in that type of mood. And then now it's like they've been closed for the last couple of weeks because of the whole uh, coronavirus thing. So they still they still deliver, but it's not the same. So I'd rather, you know, there's like this little lady. She's like three feet tall. <laughs> she's always like she's like the hostess slash greeter. 
you know, and she's always just like, hey, how you doing? You know, I, I, I do kind of miss that sort of thing, you know. I'm not, I don't have to be in a crowd center of attention. I don't think I was ever really like that, but I do every now and then like to walk out and just see who's out, you know. Right. But but most of the times, I'd rather just be in the house playing video games. But every yeah. now and then, I do like to get out. And now, like, you know, I may make it to the supermarket today, you know, if I can get my sword and shield sharpened up and, you know, <laughs> to fight through and all the people. That, it's like you're in the grocery store and you say, you know, you might want to say hi to somebody. It's like people are crazily... They go. They see you down the aisle. They, they see you down the aisle, and they'll run away. It's just like, what the fuck? This is the craziest shit ever. <laughs> I, I, I think people are starting to calm down a little bit, but there was. I think it was last week. There was some oh, woman. Oh, she had a she had a mask on, and she, she looked terrified. And I was just like, I don't have a mask. I should be terrified. <laughs> it was bananas. I was just like, man, this is so. This. Got to be a simulation. This is this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's definitely a frustrating situation. And even though, like, normally I feel like I'm I'm financially okay, like all the time. Now I don't know, because you mm-hmm. never know when your job may end. Like I've been working crazy overtime. I've been pulling like seventy hours a week since this happened, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of overtime right now. They closed a lot of the call centers in the Philippines. They closed the one we had in China. They closed the one. They closed closed a lot of our call centers down, so it brought all the work here to the U.S. But who's to say in two months if this isn't over that I'll still, you know, be financially okay? So it's 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 crazy. It's scary. Um, here in the I'm state of South Carolina, I'm glad they canceled those ones because I have when I call Verizon and I need help. I don't need nobody who I can't understand. I always ask them for. I speak Spanish. And then I get somebody who's usually English who can speak Spanish, and then I ask them to speak English. That way I can understand it better. <laughs> right. And, um, so what I what um, what we still have, we actually still have our call centers in India still up and running. Yeah, um, they're the worst. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's the ones in the Philippines that were, I think people were having the toughest time with, um, mm-hmm. more so. You'd be surprised. When you get on the phone with a foreigner, you really can't tell the biggest difference. Except for the way the Indians say like their T words and G L words and stuff. But um other than that it's just yeah. So <laughs> like I said, I've been working and um in the state of South Carolina they were like, you know, right now at this time if you qualify for food stamps, you know, apply. So I made sure I apply and I got approved or whatever. And literally when I but this is the thing, when I applied like six months ago just to apply, they approved me for sixteen dollars a month. And if you don't use them, which $16 a month just wasn't a lot for me, I would use them here and I would forget about it, and then I let it roll over so long, they cut me off. They sent me a letter and said, well, you ain't using them, so we're going to cut you off. So I went ahead and reapplied, and they pretty much approved me for the same thing. But a week later, this whole South Carolina max, uh, household max thing came out. And the household max for six people, not considering income, is $916. And I'm sitting here like, Okay, well, first of all, I get $16. So when I reapplied like seven days ago, are you guys going to give me 900 And they did. So for what? two months, the state of South Carolina is giving max for the month of – they gave it last month, and they gave it this month, yeah, just to help out or whatever. What? Yeah, so with my income, yeah, so it's very helpful right now. Um, during these trying times, the only, the only thing I need right now is a – <laughs> no, nah, we don't eat seafood. But um, the only thing I need right now, like really need right now, I need a deep freezer, and I don't have one. So that's killing right. me right now. I can only shop I know, we so have, much. I have the tiniest freezers. Like I have to buy groceries every week. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. 
Yeah, so it's the biggest, it's, loveliest it's, refrigerator. I could fit everything in there, but how long can something stay in the refrigerator? You know what I'm saying? Not exactly. as long as you would think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy though. So right now it's like a, it's like a, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm kind of over it. <laughs> Even though, like I said, this is pretty much my normal life, I'm over it. I'm really over right. it. And then the other day, it, it finally hit me, and I actually cried. And I was talking to my friend or whatever, and he oh. was like, Mercedes, you talk about this every day. Mm-hmm. I said, I think where I got frustrated is, like, normally when I'm bored and the kids aren't here, I'll just hop up and go to the mall. I don't care if I buy a shirt and a pair of pants. I'll do something just to get out, mm-hmm. turn my um, turn the walking thing on on my Apple Watch and, you know, my exercise thing, activity rings, and we just walk and go and do something. Mm-hmm. Ain't nowhere to walk. Ain't nowhere to go to. Ain't nowhere to do nothing. There's yeah. nothing. I mean, they even they even close our park. They well, yeah. they, I, I miss the teen center, like, being around the kids. Like, even on weekends where it was slow and quiet. Like, that's what I miss. Like, being around the kids and talking shit to them. There you go. Right. What's crazy is I that South Carolina did more for their humans than North Carolina has done as of yet. And we're usually ahead of the game. That is crazy to me. Well, the, the one problem that we still have in North Carolina is that we, even though we have a Democratic governor, we still have a Republican legislature. So right. getting well, stuff. Remember when we had that? Yeah. Remember when we had that one hurricane and they gave everybody, they, they let everybody get food stamps? That wasn't half as bad as oh, this yeah. is. And yeah. yet we're not activating food stamps. I would love to get a hundred fifty dollars yeah. food stamp card right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the emergency helps. So it helps everybody. And then we got people in my area who, like, if you are a government worker or a medical, you know, care provider or whatever, like a nurse or a CNA or whatever, we got people actually specifically looking for supplies for those people um, who have to continue to work. Some, most of the government, there are a few of them still taking appointments. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's so much right now. So they're helping where they can. But a lot of those people should qualify for food stamps if not already because they don't – they laid off half of the offices. 606 – well, 6.6 million people applied for unemployment last week, and, and they said it's, it's, it's probably going to reach closer to about 15 million by the end of next mm. week. That's mm. a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And, and speaking of unemployment, so there's a place based in Nashville, Tennessee. I have to drop the name of the place in the group. I don't remember the name of the company. But they went ahead and um, applied for the whole bailout thing because whatever type of business it was, they did lose a lot of business um, because mm. of this. And then, well, they took the bailout money and then fired the employees the next day. What? Let go of all of them. Yeah, they let go of everybody. It's called national something. One oh, of my so homeboys living. If they can't yeah. prove that they use that stuff towards um, – Payroll, they have to pay it back. Yeah. Yeah, and then what they did, and what they yeah, did is they gave everybody a five hundred dollars severance. Yeah, they gave everybody like a five hundred dollars severance, and that was it. Out of I think the company had um, like twelve hundred employees at one particular location, and this was just a location where my friend's cousin, the story came from. I think they had multiple places around the U.S. So, but it wasn't a big, big business. It wasn't like a Southwest Airlines big. It was like a small little location that might have had six places across, across the U.S. Needless to say, at this one place, they had 1,200 employees. They narrowed it down to 20 employees and gave everybody a $500 and let them go. Mm-mm, they're not going to be able to. Um, they're not going to be able to pimp the um, that um, grant 
loan thing like they want to just because of that. Yeah. If they was able to at least I think keep eighty percent of it, they would be they would have been good to go. They played themselves. Yeah. About doing it for more than therapy because it really impacted our um ability to do what we do. But I was like, man, that paperwork, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough situation trying times right now and People are still so ignorant. Like when it comes down to whether it be politics or religion or race and all that stuff, you're better off letting all that shit go because we're all in the same situation right now. Everybody is doing a different variation of the same shit right now, which is absolutely nothing because you can't because of the situation. Your race doesn't make you more superior. Your religious beliefs don't make you more superior. Your political beliefs don't make you more superior. We're all susceptible to the same shit, which is this fucking coronavirus. And I don't see how some people – now, the only ones that I do, I hate that they're going through or exposed to it are, like, the elderly and babies, but everybody else, y'all, we'll be okay. I mean, granted, we're dying at different ages and different age groups, but it does, that's not what I'm talking about. There are people out here who really believe because they believe stronger in Jesus Christ that they're going to overcome it. Oh, it's yeah. like, like tomorrow is Palm Sunday. And, you know, black people do not play about Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. Oh, my God. And so I was listening, like, I was half listening (laughs) to the news this morning. This this is actually part of the reason I overslept. But, like, I didn't sleep in my bed, and I kind of fell asleep on the couch downstairs, and I was listening to the news, and basically... I can't remember what county it was in, though, but the sheriff was saying that he gets calls from, like, elderly people all the time and, like, pastors of a church, and they'll be on some, like, kind of, like, trying to loophole this, trying to figure out a way if they could, like, still serve the people in person, um, which he said he was grateful for the calls rather than people just deciding to do what the fuck they want to do. But he was just, like, basically having to be the parent, the bad parent, and tell them, no, like, don't do that shit this is why it's a bad idea. It's not worth it. Um, but they were trying to do things like, oh, can we do like a drive-through and just give people the palm? Or can we do, because, you know, it's communion Sunday. It's first Sunday. So can we like do um, do whatever through the drive-through and serve the people that way? And he was like, no, stay your ass home. Stay your right. ass home. And that's, that's what it's boiled down to. Like people just trying to, older people, they feel like, oh, because, they're serving the Lord that that'll make them exempt or immune somehow. Right. Um, but one of my one of my sorrows, her father passed away. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's based out of, but I'm, her father passed away from from Corona, and it's just like if that shit don't. I mean, if if that's not close enough to you, then I don't know what'll what'll do it other than it's if diabetes or cardio issues or stuff like that, and course if you're elder. It can really hit you, really hurt you. I'm lucky I don't have none of that shit. But at the same time, what if I have something that's undisclosed that I just don't know about, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it like this with the whole religious thing. And, and I don't want to mess other people's religions because I'm not religious, you know. I think I, I've gone too long believing in God to all of a sudden not believe in God. But I just don't mm-hmm. think God is as hands-on as people think he is. Like if right. you just pray to him, he'll just be your personal concierge and just and just help you when everyone else can kick rocks. Like that's not really not how it works. So you have to figure 
that if you don't go to church for one week, like all the other times you went to church for, the, for your entire life is just null and void now. Now you're back to zero. Like you don't think if anybody in the universe would understand that you can't go to church because it's a goddamn plague that think, you would think that God would understand that I because think, God would just be like, yeah, well, you know. Um, people are used to what they're used to, and they're, they're those cultures and those traditions are pretty much who they are. They've been doing it since they was a baby. That that's their manifestation of who they are. And without it they probably feel lost. And and, and I can understand the urge to do it, but in the end you just have to just be like, Okay, well I can't go to church in the next few weeks. You know, maybe I'll make up for it and go twice a week, you know, when this whole thing is over. But you just gotta have some sort of some sort of common sense in this whole thing that, you know, if you don't go to church for a week you're not, God's not going to turn you to a pillar of salt, okay? You're going to be fine. And by you staying home, ensure that you will be fine. Not ensure, nothing, nothing is in stone. But it will help benefit you and help benefit other people because you don't have to show symptoms Dude, to be will. able to spread this whole coronavirus thing. Oh, so, you know, 100 people showing up in a church because that's what they're used to doing, that's not really helping. You know, you figure right. the governor of uh, what? I don't know, Florida and Georgia, they're both shithole states. I hate those fucking states. But anyway, they um <laughs> okay, I, I I went too far. I want to say it was Georgia, where the governor of Georgia was just like, I didn't know this, this disease was that uh, was that contagious. And we were just looking at him like, the fuck are you talking about? They've been talking about that for the last, I don't know, eight weeks. And then he's uh, doing the stay-at-home order, but he's leaving the beaches open. So where where is the logic in that? Who um, illegally won the governorship? Yeah, yeah, uh, Brian Kemp, oh, we are, the, the one who stole it from Stacey Abrams. And I may not be feeling Stacey Abrams right now, but Stacey Abrams would have been a hundred times better governor than Brian Kemp. Absolutely. Like Brian Kemp is just... I was like, wow, like y'all voted for this guy over Stacey Abrams? Well, here's the thing. Um, if Brian Kemp didn't do what he did, Stacey Abrams would have won. And it wouldn't have been like a landslide, but she would have definitely won because he purged thousands and thousands of people from those roles. So basically, if we had an actual justice system, uh, you know, and not the uh, not cuckoo bananas and the banana splits up there, they would have investigated that. Like if Obama was president, they would have probably investigated the fact that this dude is running for office. He's a secretary of state for Georgia, and he's just purging people left and right. And that's not a red flag. And people in Georgia are just like, well, that's just the way it goes. No, that's not the way it goes. They're just it's saying Georgia. that because their guy won. It's Georgia. Remember what they did to Ray Charles? That's, that was always my favorite. Like when I read that in the magazine, like I, he didn't say that much in the movie, but when uh, the whole thing with, with Ray and the whole uh, and the Jim Crow show, where he refused to play a Jim Crow show, and they told him there was going to be consequences for him not playing the show, and, and Ray Charles, is, I don't think he said this in the movie, but I read it in the article, he was just like, I'm going to fuck. <laughs> that, those are Ray's exact words, you know. But Georgia did formally apologize to Ray Charles, and then they made Georgia's On My Mind the official state song. So I guess in the end it all worked out. I guess. But 
And when I and when I talk about states being shithole states, I'm not usually talking about the people. I'm usually talking about the people who they elect to lead them. That's what makes a, a state a shithole state. Not you, Bert. Just other people. Yeah. No, it's all good. I, sometimes I do fly off of the mouth sometimes, and then I have to be like, oh, okay, I went too far. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. But people, you know, they be like, oh, well, this won't vote. I mean, just like this last election, this last primary, where we've seen the numbers it would have took for it to lean the other way, or how many people that were registered to vote but didn't vote. I mean, usually, and this is way before the corona, well, maybe not way before the corona, but definitely before the corona, corona. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at the poll places, and it's like ghost towns. I see a couple of people here or there, not the, not the numbers I've seen, like let's say in 2016 or whatever. It's just like people are just less invested. It's like they're. It's crazy. I mean, because like, right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, you figure it like this, right? And we're it's early vote state. That's crazy to me. It's not like you have to go for an election day. You know what I mean? I mean, it all. I mean, like I said, for me, I don't drive, and I'm in the minority about not drive. Most people drive. You know, people look at me like like I'm crazy when I tell them I don't drive a car or anything like that. But it's in New York, man. We're used I, to that. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, public transportation runs 24 hours a day. I'm gonna drive. You think I want to be on Indoor Parkway? You know, having my having the side of my car scrape up against that concrete wall? Now I'm not gonna oh, do goodness. that. But um, I would. But I, I look at it like this. You know, right now, Wisconsin is still having their primary on Tuesday. And they're like, dude, it's a plague. Just postpone it for a month or two. They've already pushed the convention back into August, right? So why can't they just push the uh, – because some states have already pushed their primaries back. But Wisconsin is a big state as far as delegates. And if they could push this through and have Joe Biden win, he could build up a lead against Bernie Sanders that Bernie Sanders can't break. So the DNC has no shame. They don't care about people. They just care about their agenda. You know, they got their guard dogs like Whoopi Goldberg out there, you know, and those, those cows on the view who are just out there just hating on Bernie Sanders for no reason. And it sinks into people's heads because you figure it like this. I mean, it cuts you off, Blue, but look at it like this. Every state that Bernie Sanders lost, right, when they polled on Medicare for All, Medicare for All got more than 50% of the vote. You know what I mean? So when they do the exit polls and more than 50, you know, 50, 60, sometimes 70% people voting that they want Medicare for All, even though they vote against Bernie Sanders. So in other words, they like his policies, but they don't like him, and they don't like him because those talking heads on TV keep saying that Bernie Sanders ain't shit. That he's doing it for his ego and all the stuff, and he's, you know, all the stuff. They do, they be going in, and he be giving Biden, like, mad screen time, just talking to him. But, you know, we have to be honest. It's a, it's a, it's a balanced game, and, and Bernie's just not good at the balance. He's put it like rah, rah, this. Rah, 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 rah. He has great points, but he's always like, rah, 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 rah. Versus <laughs> Biden, he'd be like, I will say... I, I will say one thing that hurt Bernie Sanders a lot in the southern states is that he basically, where he won't break, and, and here's the thing, and I'll talk about AOC on Monday in length, you know, about her since she's, that, that she's made lately, but here's the, here's the catch-22 of it all. Bernie Sanders wouldn't do that, but it cost him big in the south, because you figure, cause the one thing I, I found out the hard way, 
the very hard way, because I was like, endorsements don't matter. They do matter. I'm a thousand percent wrong on that. Democrats are very, very dumbed down voters, because when I do my local elections, I get on um, League of Women Voters website, right, and they have all this information on all the voters, you know, their articles on everybody, and, and the reason why I do League of Women Voters is that they're nonpartisan. So they don't put a slant on it. They just put all the facts down about the people. And then I can make my decisions on which judges I vote for, which local politicians I vote for, and primaries and stuff like that. So people don't want to do the research. They just want somebody to tell them who to vote for. So Jim Clyburn is a huge politician, especially in the South, right, uh, Congressional Black Caucus. Bernie's people wanted him to court Jim Clyburn's uh, to court his endorsement, or at least just be friends with him, right? And Bernie wouldn't do that because Bernie's not trying to do that quid pro quo bullshit, right? And on, and on that part, I do agree with him because it's for people like that, it's pay to play. So that endorsement is not going to come for free, right? But here's the part where it costs him because, and somebody made this point, and I agree with them 100% on this, grudgingly, only because of the results of what happened to Bernie in the South, um, if, even if you can't get Jim Clyburn, because Bernie figured he's never going to get Jim Clyburn's endorsement anyway, because they don't really see eye to eye on this sort of thing. But at the very least, if Bernie warmed up to him, if they were friends, then Clyburn, at the very best, wouldn't have endorsed Joe Biden. Because when Clyburn endorsed Joe Biden, it was over. Mm-hmm. Because people just, people just want to know. They're like, well, I don't feel like doing any fucking research, because research involves reading. So who should I vote for? Oh, I like Jim Clyburn. He likes Joe Biden. I'll vote for Joe Biden. And that really hurt Bernie in the South because I didn't expect Bernie to win in the South just because everybody's on this whole Joe Biden love fest for black people. Once again, they don't do any research. But at the same time, um, he would have had a, a less insurmountable lead. So right now he's behind by like 300 delegates. Maybe if Clyburn didn't endorse Biden, he'd be behind, he'd be behind by 100 delegates instead of 300. Check it. But let's be honest. You know Bernie don't fuck with black people like that. He does, but at the same time, he doesn't do things race-based. And I think that's another thing that kind of keeps black people from really getting behind Bernie. Bernie doesn't do things race-based, so he's not going to sit there and uh, he does things class-based, right? So he's not concerned with race as far as black people, white people, Hispanic people. He's in it for the policies because he knows that the policies are going to benefit everybody. And And some people don't really see that type of nuance because here's the thing. If Bernie has Medicare for all, right, who's that going to benefit? That's going to benefit everybody. That's going to benefit whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're working class, whether you're poor. It's going to benefit everybody. So Bernie doesn't have to go out and say, here's what I'm going to do for black people. He's like, here's what I'm going to do for everybody. And people don't really get that, that nuance about it. And, and like I, but, like, but like you said, that does hurt them sometimes because there are some black people who are always just go, who are always going to be like, what are you going to do for me? Specifically, forget everybody else. What are you going to do for me? 
Worthington J. Blackman, or whatever black person name I make up. There's no black person named Worthington J. Blackman. I made that shit up off the top of my head. It was terrible. But the thing is, that Bernie doesn't get specific when it comes to race. He basically just says, look, I'm in it for everybody, and my policies will help everybody. Because you figure right now, everybody lost their jobs. Who, everybody who lost their jobs because of coronavirus, 50% of Americans get their um, health care from their job. So if you don't have a job, you ain't got no health care. And then COBRA is not meant for, COBRA is not meant for uh, people who don't have jobs. Because COBRA is like, I don't know, fifteen hundred, two grand a month. Yes. Yeah, COBRA was twice what I was So you can't just say, "Well, I got COBRA, I'll be fine." Yeah, COBRA, that's that's mad expensive. You know, if I don't have my, I get my health insurance from my job. So if I don't have a job, I don't have insurance. I'm diabetic. I got, I, I need, and luckily I'm type two. I'm not type one. If I was type one. Uh, that means I need insulin to live. You know, well, right now I, I you could do something to get rid of it, right? Yeah, and I'm working on that. I mean, I'm on maybe half the meds I was on, say a year ago. So I'm I'm, I'm working toward that goal slowly but surely. But there are still certain there are still certain meds that I take that I know I'll be taking for the rest of my life. But I'm not on like three types of insulin anymore. Now instead of me taking insulin every day, I have insulin that I take once a week. You know, oh, so it's, you know, I'm working on that path, but to get on that path, I still need regular access to my doctors and regular access to my meds. And without my insurance, uh, I don't, I won't have that access. And there are a lot of people who are in worse shape than me who have heart problems, you know, who have kidney problems, you know, who really need their meds and they can't afford to not have their meds. If we had Medicare for all, they'd have nothing to worry about because they would still have access to their doctors. Yeah. They still have access it's to their health care, even without, even without their jobs. And that's the thing that people are getting in their heads. Oh, say again, brother? I'm saying, yeah, like what's Bloomberg doing for New York now? No one gives two squirts of piss about Bloomberg. Uh, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude, Keenan Thompson, doing his uh, LeVar Ball person. Don't talk to me about no Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg is basically a philanthropist for his own purposes because he only gives to charity when he thinks he can get him an edge in politics. Mm-hmm. And did that work for him? No. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, put it like this. Even the people who he promised to pay until November, he, he already fired them all. And now they're suing him because he promised to pay them until November, whether he, whether he won or not. And now these people really need that money because we're in a pandemic. You know? So there are some billionaires who do good things. Like I, I think we talked about Tom Steyer. Like Tom Steyer, mm-hmm. you know, he does actual philanthropy. So philanthropy that doesn't really benefit him in the end. You know? Like I said, the whole thing about him and, you know, uh, doing for black folks, that's actually real. Like, that's, he actually does stuff like that. So, you know, but the fact that he still wanted to jump in office, that concerned me. You know, I, I could talk about Tom Steyer as a billionaire, but I can't really say bad things about Tom Steyer because he, he's an actual philanthropist. He's not 
Bloomberg, who was basically like, look, I'm going to give you this money, but when I need you to, you're going you're gonna to sit up and, and, and bark for me, you know, like you did to Stacey Abrams, you know. So it, it's... I was watching it, the Daily Show the other day with um, Bill Gates. Fuck, this dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm all, I've always been on, on the fence about Bill Gates because his foundation has actually done some very good work, you know. Or so we thought. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm on the fence about Bill Gates, but at the same time, I don't trust Bill Gates. Like if Bill Gates ran for office, I wouldn't vote for him. I ain't never fuck with Bill Gates. His Microsoft Windows sucks. <laughs> I like Windows. You know, I, I've, always, I've been I've been done with Windows since Windows ninety five. Now, have, have, now here's the thing: has every version of Windows been good? No. Uh, Man, Windows XP, Windows Windows, Windows eight. Yeah, I mean Windows Vista sucked. Windows eight sucked. You know, XP and seven I liked. You know, and and I like and I do like Windows ten. Yeah, I like Windows ten. Yeah, but it, but the uh, but the others, you know, like I said, that Windows Ram eight hungry ass OS, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that shit take up so much damn space. I got terabytes of machines. It's still hogging. What? Well, can I get rid of some of these updates now? I wonder. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this, Odie. Did you have anything? I don't. I know we just. Did did you have any any topics? I know we just went off on a, on a tangent. No, no, that's pretty much yeah, pretty much where we're at. I, like I said, I've been enjoying the content um, that this has been giving us. I look forward to the Teddy Riley versus Babyface one tomorrow. Oh, yeah. The fact that Babyface is going to be on Instagram Live is crazy to me. So I will be watching. So, I have not watched any of these battles. I didn't watch Scott Storcher Mini Fresh. I haven't watched any of the D Nice sessions, but I will be watching this. Uh, last night, I held a Zoom party with a couple of my friends, um, and I basically pulled up a playlist on Tidal um, that was the Scott Storch versus Mini Fresh one that they just played different music from both of them, and um, I played the, the music for my friends, and then we were just talking. I had the music turned down low enough that they could hear it, but we just proceeded to have a conversation. I'm yeah. doing with our beverages, so it was like our own little virtual happy hour. Virtual lunch on Wednesday in my therapy group. It should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, as rough as I'm always looking, you know, because I always go for the rough look because I'm Wolverine, the black Wolverine. Well, I was like, <laughs> I need to get to a barber. I look fucking rough. <laughs> I, I, I'll put it like this. We're almost out of time, so there was only one thing I really wanted to talk about today. Everything's going to wait until Monday, you know, and you know what? That's fine. A lot less writing for me <laughs> for tomorrow. But I will say one thing that kind of made me really mad this week, you know, talking about the election and talking about Joe Biden, you know, the whole thing with Tara Reid. I believe Tara Reid for two reasons. Uh, number one, come on, it's Joe Biden. We don't have to use the word allegedly. Because Tara Reid is the one uh, who came out and uh, accused Joe Biden of sexual assault when she was one of his aides back in the 90s. And why is she just talking about it now? Because, uh, because someone else actually came forward. And it gave her enough courage to tell her, to tell her story. 
And, um, and, and that's usually how it works. Usually it's a domino effect. If one person comes forward, then usually other people who felt like, okay, well, he's Joe Biden, I'm, you know, the 90s I, don't, I don't like matter. Years ago. Well, put it like this. She, um, her, she told people back then, but they convinced her to stay quiet. And one of them was her own brother. And her brother admitted, like, you know, I was not a good advocate for my sister because mm-hmm. when she told me about it, I was like, look. <coughs> like, oh, damn, that nigga got the corona. <laughs> no, what I need is a glass of water. I, I mentioned that last week. I need to keep a glass of water close by when my throat gets dry. Yeah, and I haven't okay. done that. <laughs> but, but, um... She, uh, he's, he admitted that he has not been a good advocate for his sister because when she talked about it to her family, they, you know, especially him, convinced to keep her quiet. You know? But two reasons. Number one, come on, it's Joe Biden. You know, how many pictures and videos have we seen of Joe Biden being absolutely creepy about, creepy around women and not respecting any sort of boundaries whatsoever? I can't wait that Trump put out that campaign. I can't wait. Sniffing, you know, he's like sniffing women's hair and you know, t- like staying away. Uh, and then there's some pictures okay, of him like girls. Yeah. kissing his granddaughter on the mouth. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing, Joe? Handsy Uncle Joe. And then it's the way that the press is handling it. Because the press is like, look, put it like this. With Christine Blase Ford, right? She's the one who came out and accused Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault and um, when they were in college together, right? What did they do? They investigated, right? Because here's the thing. I'm not into this whole, and I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lose people here, but I, I'm not for all this believe women stuff, right? Ooh, but, yeah. but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. If you look at, like, sexual assaults, if there's 100 sexual assaults, two of them will be fake, and the other 98 will be real, right? But even those two that are fake they're devastating to the people who they've accused. So I don't, so my thing is not believe women. My thing is investigate. So if there is a, if, if there is a, a something going out, investigate it, you know, and you, her should have been investigated just like everybody else's. What evidence can it come with 30 years later? Well, that's the thing, you know, there can be, uh, and here's the thing, I'm not an investigator, <laughs> so I don't know exactly how that works. But you're right about that. When so much time has passed, it just becomes he said, she said, but you know what they do? In these cases, they go out and they talk to people. They talk to people close to them. They you know, make sure the story is aligned and all that stuff. So, and if they find out that stories aren't matching up, then they can have reasonable doubt that maybe they're not telling the truth. You know. But I look at it like this. The way that Joe Biden's cheerleaders on MSNBC and CNN have been handling it, lets me know, okay, there might be some truth to this because they, they didn't send their people to investigate, right? Because that would be the normal thing to do. Oh, someone's accusing Joe Biden of sexual assault. We need to investigate that. Let's talk to her family. Let's talk to people close to her. You know, who did she tell at the time? And she did tell people at the time, you know? But the problem was it's Why Joe Biden. Why did file a police report? Probably because of her family. Because, like I said, her family, especially her brother, wanted her to keep it quiet because they didn't want anything. Well, when I say anything bad to happen to her, you put it like this. You see the hatchet job Joe Biden did on Anita Hill when Anita Hill came forward against Clarence Thomas. Right. So now that same person, uh, you know, they didn't want that hatchet job to happen to their, to their, to their sibling. 
Right. You know? So, um, so basically, CNN and MSNBC, has, they went from calling Tara Reid a, a, a Russian asset to just pretending that nothing ever happened. So you figure somebody like Simone Sanders, and that's basically the, the focus of my rage is on Simone Sanders. Simone Sanders used to be a surrogate for Bernie Sanders in 2016. Now she's on the Joe Biden bandwagon, right? Mm-hmm. Now, she works for, now she works for the Joe Biden campaign. When Christine Blasey Ford came out, right, with her accusations, she was all on it, right, talking, talking shit about uh, Kavanaugh, and as well she should have. Right, so I'm not. I don't find anything wrong with Simone Sanders did in in the case of Brett Kavanaugh, right? But what happened was all those tweets that she had that were blasting Brett Kavanaugh for sexual assault and how you know men in power should be, um, you know, should be checked. She deleted all those tweets. You know why? Because she didn't want to be seen as a hypocrite when she says nothing about the candidate she works for. Uh, being accused of sexual assault. Now she now now she's quiet. Now now mums the word. So she was vocal on Kavanaugh because Kavanaugh's on the opposite side of the aisle. Kavanaugh's the enemy. But now it's happening to Joe Biden, and now she has nothing to say to the point where she's deleting tweets because she didn't want to be seen as a hypocrite. How do I know about those tweets? Oh, guess what? Because it's the fucking internet, and anything on the internet is there forever. So of course everybody had copies of those tweets. You know, and plus, not just the tweets. Oh, God, the tweets are the least of it. All of her television appearances where she's talking about Brett Kavanaugh, the tweets were the least of her problems. So now she's pegged as a hypocrite, and it's not just Simone Sanders. It's also New York Times. It's also uh, CNN, MSNBC, Washington Post, all these people who are keeping their mouths shut about it. Where normally, and, and let's just be real, if that was Bernie Sanders being accused, it would be on the front page of every paper. Put it like this, Blue. Even if you didn't, even if you didn't subscribe to Washington Post, they'd still bring it to your door. They'd hire a paper boy in one of his, one of his little, little newsies hats and a satchel full of papers. They would bring it to your door if that was Bernie Sanders accused of sexual assault 30 years ago. But now it's Joe Biden. Mum's the word. So all I got to say is... Fuck Democrats, fuck DNC, fuck Joe Biden, fuck Simone Sanders, and just basically fuck anybody, Whoopi Goldberg, Alyssa Milano, anybody who's keeping this quiet because they want Joe Biden to win. Because they knew Joe, they knew this is who Joe Biden was when they fell in behind him. They knew who he was. Whoopi Goldberg was going in hard on Bernie Sanders when he came onto The View because she's a Joe Biden surrogate. She wants Joe Biden to win, and probably because Joe Biden will lose to Trump, and she gets to you know keep her tax cut. Now the tax cut thing is a stretch. I don't. She's never really mentioned anything like that. That's just me being pissed off. But at the same time, uh, you know, and and we're wrapping up soon. But I know Odie. I know you got someplace else to be. Real quick, Odie. What are your final thoughts? Final thoughts. Stay your ass home. Stay at home. <laughs> I, I just want things to get back to the new normal. It's not going to be normal after this, but, the right. way, but I want things to get to a new normal. And 
Just stay your ass home. Stay your ass home. Like, every time I feel, like, a little tickle in my throat, I get nervous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, especially when I go to the supermarket and come back because I don't have a mask. Yeah. So especially when I come back from the supermarket. I'm about to start putting something on. I'm about to start putting something on. Oh. I at least got to get myself some gloves. I got some. Hey, go to Wish.com. They got some gloves for like a dollar sixty-eight. They're really, really durable. They are neoprene. I got them from Wish.com. If um, if you order it and then I mean, tell it to go to a store, and um, just send me your barcode and I can pick it up for you. Okay. And I will say this, I don't feel so bad at the supermarket because they actually have somebody, their whole job right now is just wiping down shopping carts. So as soon as shopping carts come back out and people use them, they have the wipe, they just wipe them down. <laughs> so at least I know. Now, yeah, they've, always had, they've, they've always had those wipes there. They've always had the wipe station there for as long as I can remember. But now right. they have actually somebody actually doing it. But they're not like, doing it right. It's like glancing over and shit. Sometimes I saw yesterday I was at Walmart that bitch did it three times with the same white. Ah, well, then again, that's Walmart. They don't pay people enough to care. Right. Yeah, they, they don't pay people that's enough to care. That's why I need to go to hair. The touch screens, they never wipe the touch screens. They used to, at the first they were doing it, but now they slacked off. So somebody, like, somebody, had a, somebody had a meme about that, that they yelled at some guy, like the woman yelled at the cashier because um, I guess – because he would he didn't use enough hand sanitizer, but then use the keypad without gloves on. Like the same keypad, everybody go to the bathroom, don't wash their hands, and they use the keypad. She just used the keypad right after that. After yelling at the guy about the hand sanitizer, she just uses that keypad right afterwards. And I'm just like, it's people just don't. I mean, there's so much misinformation out there that people are getting mad about the wrong things and not doing enough to protect themselves and protect others. So. So we just got to be double diligent in protecting ourselves. And like Odie said, stay your ass home. If you ain't got to be nowhere, don't go nowhere. So, Mr. Blue, what are your final thoughts? I'm going to ride on that Odie um, freight train. And I was do like Governor Cooper said. I said what I said. Stay your ass at home. You know, Samuel L. Jackson had a book called uh, Go to Fuck to Sleep, and I think he, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but now he has another one called Stay the Fuck Home. <laughs> I've seen that. I seen that. Um, Charlamagne reposted it. <laughs> uh, Samuel L. Jackson, a national treasure, man. I love that dude. F-bombs and all. <laughs> That's what makes Mr. Blue, uh, play us off, sir. Yes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown podcast featuring hit shows such as Politrix and 360 Degrees. And if you haven't, tell a friend to tell a friend. Available on all streaming apps, but your preference would probably be Spotify. And be the producer.